Welcome to Dashway Talks, a show powered by Dashway Consulting, a China-based strategic market research company founded in 2010. My name is David Amerschläger. I am a psychologist and I am the head of psychology at Qinghu Clinic. I am also an executive coach and a member of the Shanghai International um, Mental Health Association and the British Psychological Society. And I am very happy to be here tonight. How can employers support their teams working in virtual teams? So I see three ways that companies can deploy to support their teams. Uh, firstly, they can train people to actually work in virtual teams. Uh, normally, in many larger companies, this is something many people have already experienced to a certain extent. There are companies in the United States and in Europe, for example, who have experience with that and have developed programs in collaboration with psychologists for employees doing teleworking. And psychological service um, psychological services uh, can be done in this case. And uh, the the concern mainly is around feelings of isolation, loneliness, and managing burnout. So the training addresses typically self-management, engagement and motivation and communication and different project management techniques also to work effectively alone. Uh, for example, in my clinic, Qinghu Clinic, we have developed several programs with our physicians and traditional Chinese medicine doctors um, to develop uh, trainings that are online and on-site for people who have issues uh, during this uh, time staying at home and working from home and to help them actually leading a healthy life from a mental point of view and from a physical point of view. Uh, secondly, companies can support their staff mentally. So uh, it seems, for example, that many people have issues organizing their time and prioritizing, focusing on tasks and so on. So for them, it's a big challenge as well when they're not used to take this kind of responsibility for themselves. So this brings again more anxiety, stress and pressure. And on the other side, we have managers that have to rely more on actual results to assess whether people have been working well or not. And that can typically lead to mutual frustration and stress. So for managers, it might mean taking in more coaching stance, for example, or building up mutual trust and sincerity. And, and that actually might seem paradoxical in a situation where the manager and his team are physically more distanced. So that means that on a human level, you need to be closer to your teams, while physically you're more distanced than usually when you're working together at the office, which, which can be a little bit difficult for some people. Uh, thirdly, employers have to give their staff the means to perform in their work uh, and to live in a, in a healthy way. Um, and to actually be able to perform, I would say. So that means mainly defining clear goals for the employees and targets. And it also um, means that employers have to define the clear limitations of the workers' independence. So, for example, um, a clear decision-making model might be uh, necessary because uh, of the physical distance, the worker can't rely on his manager for taking all the decisions. So more independence means that roles and responsibilities need to be more clearly defined. 
and managers cannot micromanage their, their employees from a distance. Otherwise, it's unbearable for, for, for both the managers and the employees. So they have also to learn to manage their own feelings of distrust and security. And that's a big challenge sometimes from what I have seen, uh, I don't know, in China, but, but it's also true for other countries because many managers want to be reassured by their team members that actually the team members are able to handle the thing. And, and that means that they have to relinquish part of the control and, uh, well, work on themselves basically to have enough trust and, and the feeling of confidence and security in their teams to, to let them work on their, on their own. Have you come across interesting examples of how employers support their teams to avoid psychological stress during the virus outbreak? Uh, yeah, um, a very good example, for example, is companies engaging in what is called an employee assistant program. So that's EAP. Um, EAP provide help, support and counseling for employees and their family members when they are faced with mental health or emotional issues. So that means that any employee who feels the need can require the intervention of an external psychologist or mental health professional to help them dealing with their hardship. And I myself collaborate with several companies to, pro to provide EAP services. And I would say The problems that we are working with are absolutely diverse. It can be overwhelm, burnout, depression, anxiety, conflict management, but it can be also actually even a love relationship at the, at the, at the um, office or actually sometimes even tougher issues like harassment or, or other things. Anything is possible. Um, and it's very commonplace in the United States and in Europe. So. Uh, according to the American Employee Assistance Professional Association, in, in the United States, uh, over 97% of companies with more than 5,000 employees have an EAP. And 80% of companies with 1,000 to 5,000 employees have an EAP. And for the smaller companies, 75% of the companies have such a program. That, 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 that's absolutely huge. And this is something that, that I, I didn't, do not see in China happening. I, I think this is something that really China can uh, probably um, make a huge progress and, and is investing as well. Right now I'm, I'm working with uh, companies uh, on, on that kind of pro project, but it's always foreign multinational companies. I have not yet seen Chinese companies, okay, I don't speak Mandarin, so maybe that's a limitation. But in my knowledge, I have, I think there's very, very few Chinese companies that, that engage into such an employee assistance program. And research has actually shown that EAPs are effective, but the problem here is that it has to be a fully confidential process between the employee and the psychologist. And that's one of the things that has been tagged out whenever there is this lack of trust. Um, I would say there's a problem because the relationship between the psychologist and the employee is problematic. And then you have um, not this, what we call the, the therapeutic relationship, which, which is the, 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 the intensity of the, the exchange and the depth of the analysis that can happen. But it shows that by caring for the employee, the company is not always increasing uh, his well-being and uh, the performance, 
but it is also increasing the employee's loyalty and satisfaction to work within this company. And uh, so the, it shows that the company sh actually takes care of its employees, supports them in their personal life and in their mental health, health and, and personal well-being. So it builds trust and collaboration for the future. And, and I've seen that a lot of um, employees who have gone through an EAP program also tend to stay longer within the company. Any questions? We will find an expert to answer them. Drop your questions in the comments or send us an email, dx at dashwayconsulting.com.